I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the leaving the bubble lad, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, you know, <laughs> there are certain places that have good chicken wings, and <laughs> there's this restaurant in Atlanta called Magic City who has the best wings apparently possible apparently apparently but on a realistic note nick and i had a back and forth on this text this morning on how the nba i think the nba has been very inconsistent with the quarantine rules nick has uh, taken the nba side on this and i think this is something huge when it comes into the zion lou will people leaving the bubble and coming back the different quarantine times we're just in like what week three of this this is going to continue to happen and i think the nba definitely has to iron this out and make it a set thing for people to fully understand it's a big question it's a question isaac and i have been i guess arguing about or going back and forth about all weekend we're going to talk about it but before we do uh isaac today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com On today's show, we are going to break down the Mavericks' loss to the Pacers. They lost 118-111. to Uh, We will talk about that. Chris Alps Porzingis did not play, and we will discuss that reason. It was kind of weird, but it actually uh, kind of made me feel better about the whole bubble experience. So we'll talk about that. We'll hear from Rick Carlisle. We'll also probably hear from Maxi Kleba after the game. Hear their post-game thoughts. And then uh, Isaac and I are going to break down what we thought we saw. And uh, all the real good. All the real good. Victor Oladipo tampering business. We're gonna tell you. We're gonna tell you all about it today. So, uh, Isaac, let's first have a quick conversation about man. So this whole thing in the bubble right now. The the, the talk of it. Actually, let let me just read Mark Stein's tweet from the other night because it kind of just explained uh, everything that was going on with this right now. He said uh, the talk of. The bubble. He said, the talk of the bubble tonight, Lou Williams' status. This is before Lou Williams even came back to the bubble. So Lou Williams, guard for the Clippers, decided he was going to leave the bubble or had to leave the bubble for some kind of family emergency, a family situation. And so he leaves the bubble. Then uh, there's a celebrity named Jack Harlow. He Jack Harlow, don't call him just a celebrity. Sorry, I don't know Louisville, who he is. Kentucky rapper. Let's go. Sorry, Jack Harlow, this is like a huge moment for him. Is he related to Winnie? I don't know, but I just Winnie know Harlow? that a lot of my friends back home like Jack Harlow and a big U of L. Anyway, keep okay, going. he's a Kentucky guy. I was like, how do you know him? But you know, from Kentucky. Okay, I didn't know him. Uh, so he's he gets posted on his Instagram. <laughs> In, in in a nightclub called Magic City. That's Isaac's joke at the beginning of the pod, and uh, so that that obviously goes viral. Every everybody posted everywhere. So. Uh, Mark Stein says, the talk of the bubble tonight, Lou Williams' status. Rashawn Holmes was sent back to quarantine for 10 days after crossing a campus border sans authorization. Lou Williams had clearance to leave, but obviously not to detour to a gentleman's club. A whole bubble awaits the ruling. And so, Lou Williams ended up uh, just like 
not very long after that, got was uh, sentenced. I guess what's what's the right word to say? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible word choice. You are sentenced <laughs> to ten days in your hotel. Oh room. man, he was quarantined. He, he was given mandated. That's the word Stein used. Mandated ten day quarantine for for Lou Williams. So the question is, was Lou Williams given ten days? For safety measures, because he went out of his authorized, you know, route that he was supposed to take to leave the bubble, or was he given ten days, and was Sean Holmes given ten days as some kind of punishment? And did we know that there was some kind of punishment coming? Do we know that they used days as punishment? Was that a thing that we knew, or is this all about safety? Because at the beginning, it seemed like they only wanted to talk about safety, and that was the ten days were going to be a safety precaution. Well, which is it? Is it a punishment or is it safety? That and yeah, and that that's where I think there's confusion. I think there's confusion because it doesn't help when you have somebody like Zion. And when Zion, everybody knows that the NBA, the ratings, they want Zion to play, everything, and Zion comes back, and it and it's the four day thing. It's the whole reason why there's more teams than just sixteen there, right? Is probably because exactly. of Zion, maybe a little bit because of Dame Lillard, but mostly because of Zion. Yeah. So. When you hear four days, it's like, okay, well, then you go look at the rule in the rule book about, hey, yes, if you cross the line or you break the bubble and you get your 10 days. But if you go, if you have an approved absence, you go to a family matter, whatever it is, there's a bunch of these lists of things, and you're getting tested. Literally, the only thing about this is if you're getting tested every day and you're producing negative results while you're gone, then it can be reduced to four days. So the question remains, if Lou Williams was getting tested every day and producing negative results, shouldn't he have just gotten four days? And if it's because he did something that he did not tell the league that he was going to do, then it becomes a punishment, which I think is different type of wording. And I think that's where it gets uh, sticky, I think, because they didn't, because it was all about safety. Quarantine time was about safety before. It wasn't advertised as punishment, which I don't think they, they want to push it as punishment because I think the PR backlash from it from even a PA side of, hey, yeah, if you break a rule, safety aside, you're going to get 10 days in your hotel room. I don't think the players would have liked that because typically if you break a rule, it's a fine, right? Like you're going to pay money. Now it's like or you get days suspended. in your hotel room instead of, yeah, suspension, fine. Now it's like days in a hotel room for Lou because he did some. He didn't tell him he's going to do. And Lou Williams is going to miss two seeding games, right? Like he's going to—he's actually going to miss two yeah. games. So I—I I don't see a problem with this. I think that—I don't think that the NBA released or that reporters released everything that they were that the players were given. And I feel like this was part of it. Maybe they—maybe the the Zion rules changed some things where they decided, all right, we're going to loosen it up if you abide by the rules. But once that changed, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, it's different than what we were told originally. And so I think that the 10 days are a punishment. Rashawn Holmes was the test case, right? He was the first one to break the rules, and so he gets 10 days. Lou Williams gets the same 10 days. I think it would be something different if Lou Williams got, like, 15 days you know, or something crazy like that where we're like oh man this is you know this is against completely against precedent but we have a precedent now and this is all changing all the time it's all different this is not like you know i guess the players association signed off on the rules so i guess there would be some kind of agreement that they signed off yeah. on but uh i think if, if i just don't I think hear it, about the safety aspect of it if like even the athletics article about this whole Lou Williams situation, like the NBA's investigating, you know, right. the, where he here, went and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't want to hear about here, that if it's about punishment, and not safety. Here's the thing about the safety, right? Okay, 
I went to a uh, a great college, uh, university. Uh, I will not name it by name, but I think a lot of you know where I went. Um, it was a Christian university, and when I went there, my, this is Nick talking, by the way. My me. graduation, uh, my my college graduation, uh, they said that the family members and whoever, whenever the person's name was read aloud, so graduating, you know, blah blah blah, not not cum laude and and anti cum laude. <laughs> Nick Ang- Nicholas, you know, Angstead, read the name. You're not allowed to make noise. They said you're not allowed to make noise. You, you know, you can stand quietly in your place and, you know, kind of like do a woot woot, but not like make any noise. Okay. And that's, and they said it's so that some, the person's name behind them can be heard, right? You don't want to miss out. You don't want another family to miss out on their, you know, son or daughter's name because you were screaming too loud or whatever. So we're like, okay, that makes sense. But then they're like, and it's also because we want to establish a presence of worship in this place. And we want to allow people to, you know, to also worship. And so you can stand up quietly, but do not, you know, uh, I don't even know how they described it, but they just said that it was supposed to be about an atmosphere of worship to where you're not standing up and, and causing a disturbance. And I was like, okay, well, you just talked this whole time about how it was supposed to be about hearing the other person's name. Well, don't bring, don't bring God into this. Don't make it about this just because you wanted to say that's safety to me, right? The play, the league all talks about this is safety, right? That's the worship part of it where this is all about safety. It's all about safety. No, it's really about so you can punish the player. It's really about so you can hear the person's name, right? To me, that's what it's, that's what this, this is all about. Yeah. And I just think it just needs to be vocalized or else you're going to get a lot of people on Twitter people making jokes and feel like you're like catering to bigger names and if you're a you're a Madison and saying why are y'all talking about Lou Williams situation who gives a crap because I think it's just a matter of time that it might affect every single team in the bubble we're three weeks in I think it's gonna like almost every team at some point will probably have somebody leave and go home for some type of approved matter and hopefully not you know right. hopefully there's no family emergencies but like I could see that happening a lot I saw somebody the other day or on Twitter say you know Man, it seems like there's a lot of family emergencies. No, these things happen. It's just we never know about it because they're never in a bubble. Now we know about them more. Like, players leave the team all the time to go handle family situations. We just never know about we, it. And it's not all right either. We talked about that when Scott was on the podcast. Scott, Scooter Tomlin, from the, yeah. the PR director, where his, mo- you know, his mother died, and Dirk and Mark Cuban and Donnie Nelson all went to his funeral. Dirk was a player then, right? Like, Dirk, that yeah. was a thing that he left for. We never heard about that. We didn't know about that until Scott told us, right? They were in Kentucky eating chicken wings <laughs> in northern Kentucky in a small town yeah. the day before they played the Knicks. <laughs> right. It's like, we had no idea. It's so... No, and we didn't know that. So we obviously all we we're knowing about all of this stuff because they have to leave the bubble. And so we talk about it now because it could be next week or a month from now that a Maverick will leave, and then we're all in the same boat saying, "Well, how many days is so and so going to get? Are they going to get? You know, if Justin Jackson goes home to Dallas, and then bam, there's a picture of him at Pecan Lodge, you know, eating with his fiance. Like, did did that make the approved thing? Like, you know." You're going to make a Justin Jackson. No, 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 not until later. <laughs> I thought you were going to compare, like, of course. Never mind. <laughs> so, but we're going to talk about this because this this came up, I mean, something unprecedented came up. Chris Porzingis missed his test. And so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about why he missed the game and all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, rockauto.com has everything Woo, you need. For your car, truck, everything you're trying to do. If you're trying to rebuild a car, if you are working on a vehicle, if you want to maybe 
Maybe you're out there right now and you're like, man, I'm just a dad and I have a son and I want to do some bonding. Maybe you can work on the car. Maybe that's something that you decide to do with your son, especially if you're still trying to stay home, still still social distancing. Uh, you can get any part you need to put on your car. Maybe you don't even need to fix your car. Just you want to replace a, a part on your car that's kind of wearing out, wearing out. Go ahead and go to rockauto.com. They're a family business. They serve auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They know what they're doing. They have all the brands you need. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. I went on live while I was on the podcast, and I was able to find my exact vehicle, find all the parts that I needed for it. It was so quick. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers, all you guys at home. Why would you spend up to twice as much for those same parts somewhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and you so they will know that we sent you right locked on in the box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's continue talking about the uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So we learned Kristaps Porzingis missed his test. So this is like not a, not necessarily a team thing, right? Like the players have to go themselves. That's a thing that I learned where players have to go. Uh, and Rick Carlisle will talk about this later. He missed his test. I think Paul Millsap also missed his test. I think they're the first ones that have missed their tests. And the, the punishment then was they had to miss the, the game the next day. Uh, and so that was a new precedented thing that we didn't know. So that's what happened to Kristaps Porzingis. That's why he did not play against the Indiana Pacers. I think that brought up so many more questions <laughs> uh, now because, one, we just don't know exactly what they're testing. We just know they get tested every day. Everybody there gets tested every, every day, basically. And it's like, all right, well, this brings up the, the case that because Luca and Rick was asked about it, do they have – designated times that they go as a team it's like hey the Mavericks have between these two hours to go can they just come and go whenever they want is it you know at at night you know in between certain hours that everybody in the league can go Uh, there's just so many questions is each player given a time because then you're factoring in I mean heck we've had zoom media sessions at 11 o'clock 10 30 in the morning and we've had zoom media sessions at eight o'clock at night so like they're practicing at random times of the day now they have scrimmages on top of that so their testing times are fluid they change but like he missed the test yesterday which was an off day um so there was no practice there was no scrimmage <laughs> and uh he, so he missed the the test on that and so yeah i i just want to i have no clue i don't know if it's a come and go all day or I'm assuming what I'm assuming is each team slash players gets a certain like time frame and maybe I don't know I don't want to speculate on like why he missed it but I just don't and know. And these are things like Isaac said about the ten days for Lou Williams. This these are things that you and I probably didn't care about. Well, I mean we're we're junkies so we can't we want to know all the details and all that. But that the average fan and the casual fan listener to this podcast maybe won't care about. Like I don't care when they get the test or whatever where they have to go or whatever. But now all of a sudden it affects your team. <laughs> all of a sudden this is something that you know the Mavericks are going to care about. Mavs fans are going to care about. So I actually want to hear from Rick Carlisle. So he was asked about the uh, you know the game plan without Kristaps Porzingis. He was asked, you know, what do you do without Kristaps Porzingis? And he actually went into the answer a little bit about what uh, happened and what maybe uh, how he was maybe affected was going to be affected by this you know coronavirus test and possibly missing it. So let's hear from Rick Carlisle. Yeah, it's all right. It's look, we we will we'll deal with it. Um, <clears throat> You know we're fortunate. It's just a one, it's a one-day thing. 
Um, some teams are resting their their star players and not even playing in some of these games. So, you know, we'll have a, a good practice tomorrow with uh, with KP and and we'll get back to it. And, um, again, that that this this situation was just one where you know. He just took his eye off the ball a little bit, just in terms of the day-to-day -day protocols and procedures. It's it's a learning thing for all of us, um, you know. And, and it's it's it can it can be challenging uh, on off days to keep track of the schedule. Uh, you know, I almost missed testing on our first off day. You know, I was just and I was lucky I was able to get tested. Uh, you know, a little bit before 9 p.m. before they were before they were closing up. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's an innocent mistake, but it's significant, and so we've got everybody uh, either paired up or tripled up to remind each other um, to to test every day. And it's it's also a little bit challenging because the testing times vary all the time. Um, you may have testing at 10 a.m. You may have it at 1 p.m. You may have it at five you know some nights you come back from practice you may have it at 6 30 uh, and we just gotta constantly be aware a moving buddy if you don't have one get one what movie is that from i don't know toy story toy story uh, one moving buddy if you don't have one get you one. got a friend so now now they're paired up but we learned that you could get tested you know 10 a.m to like 9 p.m right that whole big you know gap in there they could get that time frame they're able to get tested but rick carlisle explained in there and revealed that he almost missed a test and so what would happen to rick carlisle would he miss a scrimmage Ooh. would he miss a practice day so this is the unprecedented stuff that we're talking about we don't know exactly you know what was going on with it but uh, or what's going to happen next but we learned that if you miss a test i guess you miss a game and maybe it's just a scrimmage game maybe that'll be different for the seeding games but we learned that yeah, and I thought it was really cool for Rick to, you know, admit that. And I think it's kind of stepping in front of KP a little bit and taking a, a little uh, shot away from KP of, hey, like, it's a like he made a mistake, but I almost made the same mistake. Like, it, it, it's an easy thing to do. He's kind of, in a way, taking up for his player a little bit of it's confusion and confusing and with all the different schedules and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was, I mean, it's a typical vet uh veteran coach move right there and kind of taking a um I don't know, a shot for your player i guess a little bit yeah definitely all right let's actually talk about this game because there was a scrimmage game we do want to talk about it the mavericks did lose 118 to 111 chris uh luka Doncic, 20 points 11 boards nine assists in 25 minutes just under 25 minutes 24 and a half minutes uh, incredible. He was also seven of nine from the free throw line. Isaac has two missed free throws too many, or are you okay with seven for nine? I just know that as much as much as he's out tanning, he should be in the gym putting free throws up because if no, he, seven if he shot a free throw for every shade of tan that he he <laughs> sun tanned then he would be a much better free throw shooter. They do look like they went as a team and spent like spring break at Panama City uh, or something like that. Well, it doesn't help that they're all white, too. <laughs> Him, Luca, Porzingis, Maxi, um, JJ. <laughs> but no, I think Luca, man, I mean, Luca is just, 
he's just showing that I, mean, I don't think there's any rust really for him. I mean, let's just talk first half because that second half was just brutal, especially that third quarter. But just him running the offense, and I even tweeted something about, hey, you put four shooters around Luka, and it was a play with Cleveland. I'm like, okay, Cle- I get it. Like, Kirk, our buddy Kirk, made fun of him. I was like, hey, you know, Cleveland's not a shooter. But I was like, meaning it in this way of like, you put four people around Luka and spread them around the perimeter. You, they have to be ready to catch the ball because it literally feels like Luca can get into the paint at will, and it's like he's just getting in there and he will find you. You got to be ready, and then you're re- and he trusts you to hit the shot. And Cleveland hit two of them today. Cleveland played some big minutes today, and I mean, Rick even said after the game, he said, you know, with KP out, Maxi moved up to the five spot. Boban kind of moved up, and he said even Cleveland at the end of the game was, and Tony's Cleveland was playing small ball five minutes. <laughs> And I'm like, bro, the dude's like 6'3", maybe? I mean, 6'4". <laughs> six, six, I don't even know how tall he is. But, no, I mean, Luca, no rust for Luca right now. He looks great. Cleveland officially listed 6'6". Six, six. Oh, okay. But I think he got Dang. into the NBA after they officially did the heights. So, I don't know if he was able to... Barea's 6'2". Yeah, so. he's still 6'2". <laughs> yeah, so the, there's basically a tale of two halves in this game. The first half, the Mavs came out. What were they? they I think they were... Uh, 10 of 17 from three to start the game or something like that. Like some 10 of 15 yeah. maybe to start the game. Just something crazy like that from three. And they were just bombing these threes. I mean, that's 30 points right there that they were able to score in the first half just off of threes. That's incredible. And so this team, when they're hitting from three, when they're hitting from deep, they're unstoppable. Like they just, I mean, you just cannot yeah. stop this team. But when the threes stop falling and they did stop towards the end of the game and definitely in the second half, then all of a sudden – you're uh you're kind of in trouble. What did they what did they actually finish from three? Uh, they finished 15 of 38. So they only made five more threes the rest of the game. They well, went, they had 10 threes with eight something minutes to go in the second quarter. I so I mean that that just shows you they just got it. The third quarter they just got eviscerated. They went five and 21 the rest of the game after they started 10 of 17. I mean that Dang. you're just not going to win a lot of games that way, especially this team. And so they are really reliant on the three, but. That's where Kristaps Porzingis comes in, and that's why he's so important is because he's able to score in that mid-range area. Luka can do that on his floater. He can get he can get over there and score on his floater. Uh, the, the player with the best floater in NBA history can also get in there and, and change it with his flo- change the game with his floater. But Luka or uh, Kristaps Porzingis can score in the mid-range, and I think that's going to be important for this team as well. I think we, we really learned that in this game. Yeah, and he gives you that other option to create some offensively. I mean, you don't like since we don't have like Seth, Tim, Dorian, Maxi. None of those guys are really guys that you're gonna ISO it out or say, "Hey, go run my offense for me." KP can at least give Luca a little bit of breaks and throw it in the post a little bit, or run you know run a little play for him to come off and have him make a decision, you know, like around the elbow, something like that for some mid range stuff. You mean point Porzingis? Hey, he's been working on something. He's just waiting to show us. So we're ready for it. But but I mean that that's yes. So today especially, it's like when KP's not out there, there is a big there is a big difference between KP and Maxi. And Maxi did great. I mean, he hit what four threes today. Yeah, he's eighteen point six boards. Yeah, he he did great. But Maxi's not the guy that you're going to throw it to him like Porzingis and say, "All right, Luca, you can take a possession off." Luca can't take a possession off if. KP's not on the floor basically because they just don't have they don't have like a CJ McCollum type they don't have another like ball creating type of guy out there that can go and create the stuff so they've tried to they've tried to make Seth that right I think he's probably the the closest to that on this team Uh, they've tried to, to make him that and Seth can do some things off the dribble but he's more of like there's one option right there or there's two options off of he's either going to uh you know 
drive and kick to somebody or drive and try his you know little floater thing that he can do there's not the post yeah. all the post options that luca can do all that kick to different spots on the floor there's uh Seth he's Curry's, not like a chris paul like you watch chris yeah. paul play with sga in okc like that's the type of like two different type of playmakers there and they can both run the offense some but i just think they got out of their offensive groove in the third quarter they, they settled completely. so much and indy was switching so much stuff this is one of the things now in a weird like sub one, they scored 118 points without Sabonis. They're only all star, so that was like discouraging well, from the Mavs standpoint. Depot, but. Yeah, but the Mavs defense sucked. It did, and again, so, but, two games in a row. Yeah, but then having just one big out there in Turner and putting TJ Warren at the four, it did allow them to switch a little bit more than probably what they're used to doing. I don't. I mean, I admit I don't watch every Pacers game, but Miles Turner was like holding his own on these switches. I, I thought Miles Turner played really well He's today. He's great, though. And, and dude's like, put on weight. Like, I thought he used to be like skinny, and now he's like – I don't know. I guess it's beefed up, but uh, he's he's put on some weight, and it, it felt like there was like three possessions that Dallas got it got him on the switch, and it was like Tim, Seth, maybe even Luca, and they just like took contested shots over him because they felt like they had like the mismatch, kind of like the maxi effect, and it, they just got out of their groove some, and then defensively they were just like torched in the third quarter. Completely. All right, I still want to hear from Rick again about the defensive struggles and then Maxi hear from him about the game. So coming up, let's hear from both of them. All right, Isaac Harris, let's just start right here and we'll hear from Rick Carlisle about the defensive struggles that the Mavericks have had the last two scrimmage games. Uh, we just didn't play well uh, defensively in the second half. In the first half we were – you know, look, we gave up 63 in the first half, so I, I, you know, you really can't get too excited about that or 64, whatever it was. Um, you know, again, I, I, you know, we can score. You know, we know we can score, but we we've got to make sure we have this the same kind of emphasis toward getting better defensively. And uh, so, look, that's where we'll uh, we'll put our energy uh, tomorrow. Um, I mean, these are scrimmages slash exhibition games, and they don't they don't count. But you know, they're opportunities for us. And regular games are you know less than a week away, and so uh, we've got to make the most of of what we're doing, and uh, you know, and keep and keep going for daily improvement. That's really important. So I like how he said that these games don't necessarily count, but he didn't say that they didn't matter, right? I think that, that I think that's a big distinction that he, he was really trying to pick his words there. That they do matter, and it is showing of this team that they you know struggled defensively both times. And I like that he said that we want to put the same emphasis we put on the offensive end on the defensive end, and maybe that's a shot at the team in practice or or whatever. So we'll see what happens after the next practice. I'm sure that'll be a question about defense and what they what drills they did and whatever you know they were doing in practice. And I love Rick's quote of saying, we know we can score. We just got to put the same emphasis on defense. And they can score with anybody. It's just when they get in those those bad stretches and defensively, it, it just feels like it just stacks on top of each other. And I know somebody tweeted at me today and said, why was there no um, – mkg today because you know defense and all this different stuff but i still don't think mkg or trey burke they're ready to they i would say mkg has a better shot at playing against philly on tuesday but neither one of them have gotten too much practice time in obviously not comfortable enough to throw them into a scrimmage yeah i don't think trey burke has gone through a full practice yet 
No, just scrimmages. We we heard him. Uh, he talked to us over the weekend media. Uh, but yeah, I think it was he was just like a day or two in, and he was just doing shooting drills and stuff. So, all right, let's hear from Maxi Kleba about his thoughts throughout the game. Um, I mean, we had really good stretches in those games, but like today, you could see second half we started off kind of slow. Um, you know, we we still gotta like figure out how to play together. We got new guys coming in too, um, but you know, so far so far it's fine. Um, our, our athletic staff did a great job on bringing us back in good shape. I think everybody's you know healthy, which is the the most important part, and everybody's in good shape. And now you know we're just trying to get better, better at basketball. We have practice tomorrow. We can we can look at our mistakes that we made today and, and learn from them and, and work on them in practice tomorrow. Yeah, they definitely started out slow. <laughs> definitely started out slow. They scored 37 points in the first quarter, 22 in the third quarter. And that's when the starters were playing, right? It wasn't like Luka didn't play the second half or anything. Uh, the starters were playing in that half. Uh, this, is, this is, again, going to come back to. So they got 20 points from Luka. They got 18 points from Maxi. You have to get 15 to 20 points from someone else, either Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian, Seth Curry, uh, you know, uh, I guess Delon Wright, Justin Jackson, like somebody. JJ Bray gave him 14 off the bench, but someone else, I think someone else in the starting lineup, let me say that, has to give him 15 to 20 points if they're going to play defense like that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. One, I mean, Luca only played 25 minutes. He's probably going to, you know, play True. 33, 35, and, you know, he had 20 and 24 tonight. And uh, and a lot of these guys will play more. KP wasn't in there, but right and, now, I mean, Oladipo played twenty eight and a half minutes. TJ Warren played twenty eight and a half minutes. Brogdon played twenty eight and a half minutes. Aaron Holiday played twenty eight uh, or twenty seven minutes. So like their their starters played a whole one more shift more than the Mavericks did. Yeah, and Oladipo balled out today. I thought he played really well. Playing but, really great for his future team. <laughs> um, but Tim Hardaway hasn't started. The bubble really well. He's five. <coughs> I can't even talk. He's, he started um, just as well as that sentence did. And I was like, he's five. Uh, he's five of eighteen from the field. Uh, I think he's four of eleven from three in his first two bubble games. And uh, just he hasn't found his groove yet. I mean, I think we're all confident that uh, he'll get back into the groove. I think Seth is kind of picked. Picked up on that. Uh, <laughs> are we confident? Okay, let me let's talk about yes, that. Are I'm, we? I'm refi- are we I confident? confident? He will find the groove back. He will find the Tim Hardaway Jr. will games. find the groove back. Should we do a board how, bet? Okay, okay. How? <laughs> I don't want to bet against how, him. Today he was two of eleven from the field. How? How many more? If we're one seeding game in, are you worried? Like how? How far until you're worried? I'm not worried yet. Are we sure that Tim Hardaway Sr. can make an appearance? <laughs> can we get who can sneak him into the bubble? Can we sneak? Apparently, the shipping center is getting a thousand packages a day. So, I, what if I told you it wasn't a stripper? It wasn't a food the delivery. The first guy. person to get it snuck was, into the, the bubble is Tim, Tim Hardaway, Hardaway Sr. <laughs> was the first person who <laughs> the Mavericks snuck in Cuban. Brought the in. hard part with that was everybody would recognize him. <laughs> everybody in the That's NBA true. would know who he is immediately. Well, let's just say, two, like two seeding games in, are you worried then if he's still shooting this way? Two seeding games, so so we've played three scrimmage games, two seeding. That's five total games, basically. I'll be worried yeah. if he's still shooting like if he's still two of eleven. You know, if he's still shooting like that, I'm still concerned. He did hit a really okay. he's his shots have been more off the bounce and have been more on movement than set shots, and so uh, his shot selection may have kind of reverted back to how it was last year, but. He did hit a really nice shot with movement to start this game off, though. 
and in a way we've talked about his role and how his role like changed in Dallas to more of this hey I'm gonna shoot a three because we have these other two guys well look today I mean one of the guys wasn't there yeah KP wasn't there so he almost had to take a few more shots because going back full circle there's not another like shot creator on the floor so he might feel like it's on him to kind of take up that KP role and you know take more shots stuff like that so I want to see KP back in there this you know you're listening to this on a Monday tomorrow on Tuesday they play Philly that should be a blast of a game I mean gosh they have so many guys to throw at Luka and Ben Simmons and Tybal and Richardson Embiid versus Porzingis this is low-key kind of like an important game for Porzingis because he played in scrimmage one, played 15 minutes, didn't play in this one. This is the last one before this Rockets seeding game on Friday. This is kind of important to him. Like he needs to probably go out and play 25 to 30 minutes and really get his feet back underneath him and before they get going. They need him to be ready to to, to be yeah. to take to put up shots against the Rockets, right? That's gonna be their, sure. their big weapon against them. Uh that's gonna be a big game, you know, ultimate defense versus ultimate offense, basically, with those two teams. So uh guys, stick with us. We will be back talking about that game. We'll be back on Tuesday giving you a preview and everything like that, telling you what everyone said during practice and all that stick with us we're the only podcast i think that's sharing audio we're the only one out there right now so stick with us guys we appreciate you listening to lockdown maps peace out boom